the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I always look forward to my Thursday visit with Matt Mayer of OpportunityOhio.org. Matt is exploring a run for governor in the state of Ohio. His website with a position paper about that possible run is located at OhioMatt.com, OhioMatt.com, and that is where you can follow Matt on Twitter, at OhioMatt. So you worked in Homeland Security under uh, the Bush administration, and so I know you're interested in law enforcement, and I know you probably, like me, were watching yesterday Chris Ray, the FBI director's testimony. What do you make of him? He's a supposed Republican appointed by Trump, but he's been the FBI director since before the Hunter Biden investigation began And uh, he didn't give a lot of answers yesterday. He seems to be protecting his organization. So what's your takeaway from the Chris Ray as a person and uh, his testimony yesterday? Yeah, I mean, I think, one, you just have to understand people like Chris Ray are kind of consummate Washington insiders. And and their goal is to protect Washington over anything else. And that's what I think you see him doing. So it doesn't matter. He's Republican, Democrat, who appointed him. he, He fundamentally is all about kind of protecting D.C. and his lifestyle that is derived from D.C. Because remember, when, when he's done being FBI director, it's a five-year term. He wants to make sure he gets paid big consulting gigs, that he gets put on corporate boards. So, like, you know, he's going to stay straight and narrow with what is the narrative in America, which is, you know, anti-right, anti-Trump, you know, anti-Republican. So among the corporate elite, right? That, so that, that's what you have to kind of to frame his testimony in. The second component, and maybe I'm, you know, the, the, the minority here, but I have to tell you, Bruce, I get sick and tired of these hearings because all they have become are Republican fundraising clickbait. Mm. And, when, and, and so, yay, what do you know, Matt Gates gets another zinger in. Oh, Jim Jordan does his thing. And yet nothing ever actually happens. It is time to either defund DOJ, FBI, stop funding them in future budgets and shut down the government over it, impeach Ray, impeach Garland, impeach Biden, impeach Mayorkas, right, or subpoena Hunter Biden and Joe Biden and grill them. I mean, this idea that we're going to continue to do this political theater again and again, and it amounts to absolutely nothing from an accountability and transparency standpoint, it's become maddening to me personally. And all it is is about clickbait fundraising for Republicans at this point. I think that's a very smart analysis of it. There is a a great degree of frustration that sets in when one of the simple questions they could have asked yesterday, it sounded to me like Chris Ray said he has not read the 155-page opinion of the judge who has twice now told the Biden administration that they cannot get a hold of social media sites and tell them what to take down. He said he went over it with his attorney, but he never said he read it. And I don't think anybody asked him if he read it. And if not, why not? So I think this these hearings are political theater. That's all about plausible deniability, right? You see them do that on issue after issue. Oh, I've not seen that report. I've not seen that, right? I've not seen that because they intentionally, the people at the top don't read that stuff. 
they get briefed on it, but that way they can say, I've not had a chance to read that. And therefore, they kind of cut off all questions into it. What do you think about that? So it's, it's really, again, it's political theater that I think the American public is going to get tired of if there are not actions and consequences that are coming soon. All right, we got another one next Wednesday. Our guest is Matt Mayer, OpportunityOhio.org, by the way. Follow his site for business insight into the state of Ohio and uh, look at his other website, OhioMatt.com, about his exploratory run for governor in the state of Ohio. But we got another hearing next week. We've got the two IRS whistleblowers. One at this point is anonymous, but he won't be anonymous next Wednesday. He and Gary Shapley are both going to be in front of House Oversight next week. It's going to be televised, uh, probably only on Fox. But uh, do you share the same skeptical view of that that you had do in hindsight on Chris Ray? I do, except this time it'll be clickbait fundraising for the Democrats, right? They'll show how tough they are and this and that. And look, I, I, in some ways you have to, if you're just like a normal American, you have to sit back and go, I don't understand. I, I thought the Democrats didn't like a you know Herbert Hoover FBI that was violating civil rights and civil liberties. But yeah, now the, the Democrats defended at all costs, right, because it's going after Trump or the Republicans, right? And, and this is where we're in this topsy-turvy world where nothing makes sense anymore unless you go, oh, I have to put my political glasses on to see clearly of what's really happening, right? Yeah, yeah. Matt Mayer, our guest, OpportunityOhio.org, OhioMatt.com. Uh, here in Ohio, we have voting underway for State Issue 1 to raise the threshold to amend the Ohio Constitution from 50% plus one to 60%. Uh, any thoughts on that and how it's being portrayed or how it might uh, eventually shake out? Yeah, look, you know, I struggled with this for a while because, as you know, as uh, part of my, you know, export run for governor, there are several of my proposals to reform Columbus, like getting rid of term limits and replacing with the 20-year time limit, like cutting the pay of the legislature, the governor, the lieutenant governor in half, and making them eligible for a bonus if Ohio's top 10 in net job growth. And some of those things may have to go through a ballot amendment, right? And so I, I've been struggling with do, you know, making my life harder if I become governor to get the real things done that need to, to help to happen to fix Ohio versus kind of this one thing we're looking at right now. And as I thought about it, I kind of came to the conclusion of, look, the to amend the Ohio Constitution, like the U.S. Constitution, should always have required something more than 50 percent plus one, right? It's not an, It's not the equivalent of the legislature passes a law and the governor signs it by majority, right, which is like a typical ballot initiative. If we're going to amend the Ohio Constitution, therefore, that that is the governing document over which the only thing you can do is then pass another amendment to reverse it, which it should be the hardest thing to do, and it is in the U.S. Constitution, then I would argue it always should have been something more than that. So I think this is really just adapting kind of the, the threshold to really fit the seriousness of what it should be when you're going to amend the, the governing document of your state. Yeah, I agree with that, too. I, I don't think it should be easy to uh, amend a state constitution, and I uh, don't have a problem with the 60 percent threshold. It should be hard to do that. My, my thing is, if, if, it, if it therefore makes my job as governor to get some core reforms done harder because I've got to do a better job convincing 60 percent of Ohioans who vote to support it, then that's fine. That should be the case because that's democracy at work, right? That's people speaking with their voices. And by the way, what the left who's opposing this does not tell you is the threshold, right? It also makes it easier to kill 
an amendment, right? So they're looking at this because it's all focused on the abortion issue in November. But what if it's a right to work issue that I put up? They only need 40 percent to kill it, right? So they're only looking at it from from their perspective of the here now rather than the broad march of history and all the various things that the right or left could be putting up and why we should want it to be a higher threshold to pass it and a lower threshold to kill it. Yeah, great point. Uh, as we wrap up, Matt, I want to take a tap in again to your uh, experience in government, law enforcement, homeland security. Uh, the movie Sound of Freedom is uh, doing very well at the box office. Curious to me, it is being panned by the left as a QAnon conspiracy. And then we have in California, they uh, vote down a chance to classify child sex trafficking as a major issue. But from your experience in in government, uh, could you speak to the severity, uh, real or imagined, of child sex trafficking? There are reports that as many as 10,000 kids are trafficked into the U.S. every day for sex slavery. Uh, just from your perspective, uh, how would you respond to people who say, ah, this is made up, it's QAnon, it's not that big of a deal? Yeah, this, this is really important for your listeners, right? This, this is how it works, right? And I know this from my time at Homeland Security, right? So the Mexican cartels, Right. You get a person across the border to go work at a hotel. That's a one shot revenue stream. Right. So now what they do is through human trafficking. Right. You get these young girls and they say, oh, we're going to get you across for your hotel cleaning job, your agriculture, your office, whatever it might be. Right. And they get their documentation before they get them across the border. They interrogate them. Where are you from? Where your mom and dad alive? Grandparents, brothers, sisters, cousins. What city are you from? They, they get all this personal information. Once they get them across the border, this is what happens, Bruce. They take your documentation. They say, you're going to do what we want. And if you don't, we're going to go back to your hometown and we're going to slaughter your entire family. And then they start pushing these girls into trafficking where they are doing 20 to 25 tricks a day. Tricks defined as having four sex with men, mm. right? They move them every six weeks so they're never in the same spot long enough to be comfortable where they might be able to get away. And that is going on day after day month after month, year after year in America by the Mexican cartels. And it's happening to kids here, too, who are taken into the system, right, when they may be runaways, you name it. We have kids disappearing all the time that get put into human trafficking. You remember, Ohio, because we are so close to so many, so, you know, half the U.S. population, and we have, think about it, 80, 90, 70, yep. 71, 77, 75. We have huge arteries to be able to move these folks. So if anyone thinks that this is a right or left issue, shame on you. This is an issue about our children being forced into sex slavery by bad people, and it needs to be taken seriously, and it needs to be – we need to end it with the most severe punishments we can. And, and we got to deal with the southern border and the process of that because that is where the cartels are getting across. And it ain't about the one-hop one $3,000 coyote now. It is about money they can make off these young girls. For a very long time. Yeah, that's a, that's a sad to hear, revolting, horrific to hear, but uh, needed to hear so people understand this is not made up. I'm uh, trying to make sense, I think I can, of why the left hates this, but I really appreciate your perspective. Matt Mayer, OpportunityOhio.org. Follow Matt on Twitter at Ohio Matt and take some time and read his positions on the issues that he believes should be central to the governor's race the next time it's on the ballot. And Matt Mayer, that site is OhioMatt.com. As always, Matt, great to have you on the show. Thanks for your time today. Hey, thanks, Bruce. I really appreciate Matt Mayer coming on with us every week. Uh, his visit this week timed up very well with uh, things going on in uh, 
national headlines. And his perspective as somebody who used to work in Homeland Security is uh, invaluable. Uh, I'm not making up the uh, vitriolic reaction to the existence of and the success of the movie Sound of Freedom. Uh, They are trying to disparage this movie in many, many ways. Uh, Here is a guest on CNN. Uh, who is supposedly a a an expert in conspiracy theories, uh, identifying them and exposing them, uh, talking about Sound of Freedom and um, how it is uh, overstating the problem of child sex trafficking. We know trafficking is real. We know it has real victims. No one is denying that. But these films are created out of moral panics. They're created out of bogus statistics. They're created out of fear. And with something like Sound of Freedom, it specifically is looking at QAnon concepts of these child trafficking rings that are run by the high-level elites and only people like Tim Ballard and only people like Jim Caviezel. And by extension, only people like the ticket buyer can help bring these trafficking rings down. Okay, so let's look at that criticism, and why does it come up? I played for you yesterday a 2014 60 Minutes piece about Tim Ballard, who is the main character in Sound of Freedom. And the 60 Minutes piece was, uh, you know, exceedingly complimentary of Tim Ballard. Last weekend, police broke up a major sex trafficking ring in Colombia, which has become a destination for tourists looking for sex with boys and girls. The police had help from an American who went undercover to rescue the children. And Elaine Quijano met him. Tim Ballard has one mission, to track down child traffickers. Four months ago, Colombian authorities asked him to investigate a tip that children were being sold there as sex slaves. Within a half hour, this individual walks up to me, starts asking me what I'm here for, what I want, and within... Minutes, he says, well, I've got I've got kids as young as 11 years old. Okay, so what's changed in less than 10 years? 60 Minutes gives that the hero's treatment. Here's Tim Ballard. He's saving children from being uh, raped and sexually um, molested multiple times a day. What's changed? Why then was it viewed as here's a hero? There's somebody doing a good thing. Child sex trafficking is terrible. To now we're on... CNN, the most trusted name in news. We've got a guy coming on going, it's a moral panic. A bunch of bogus statistics. The statistics say, the statistics say 10,000 children are trafficked into the U.S. every year. Is Is this a problem? Is this something we want to turn our head away from? I think not. Well, it's a moral panic. Oh, they get you thinking you can do something about it or crazy Jim Caviezel can do something about it. I would hope we can all do something about it. Why would that be viewed as a bad thing? Well, what else has changed or what else has happened in the last 10 years? I think two things. Actually, three. Number one, the LGBTQ agenda has flourished because it has to continually push for more and more gains. It's a very lucrative agenda. They got a lot of money coming into LGBTQ causes. A lot of corporations are giving to it. That's why, again, I always advocate that you become a member at PatriotSwitch.com. A lot of money coming into the LGBTQ agenda. They got to push the envelope. Oh, we got gay marriage. We got gay adoption. We got this. What's next? Uh, Hey, wait. What's that T stand for in our acronym? Transgender. Hey, it's been a long time since we 
service their agenda. And Donald Trump got elected, which caused the left to wig out even more, ruin CNN's devotion to being an actual news service, caused a lot of former journalists to become activists, even though they still think and contend that they are journalists. Don Lemon comes to mind. And we also are getting more and more radicalism, and the Marxists came back alive after George Floyd's death. Themes that used to be subtly worked into conversations and the left trying for incremental, push it a half an inch more, half an inch more. Did they notice? No, half an inch more. Now they're just saying everything out loud for this idiot to come on CNN and say, it's a sexual trafficking of kids. It's a moral panic. It doesn't really exist. Funny, it existed enough in 2014 for 60 minutes to do a show about it. We get the UK Guardian saying that the theme of the movie Sound of Freedom is paranoid. Rolling Stone says it's QAnon-touched propaganda. Just a couple of years ago, Netflix glorified a movie called Cuties, which was little girls viewing pornography and engaging in sexually suggestive dance moves. They loved cuties. They hate Sound of Freedom. Why? Because our country has sunk further and further into moral depravity. It is glorified. It is hateful now to tell anyone that their deviant sexual practices are deviant sexual practices. No, no, no. They are a revelation of a person's authentic self. They're just trying to discover who they really are or who they've always been. The sexualization of children is apparent in children's books, which is really an insidious way to propagandize children. I remember some of my most special moments with my girls is when they were little and I would read them books and then they would learn what was coming on the next page and they would recite the books and picture books and this and that and the other. There is nothing more tender between a child and their parent than those moments when you're putting them to bed at night or trying to grab a 10, 15, 20, 30-minute period during your day of bonding with your child when you're reading to them and when they're discovering a world to which they are completely innocent of the perils that exist. And now we see in children's literature books like Gender Queer and other <laughs> boldly stated titles not even trying to hide the attitudes that they're trying to make normal in a child's mind. We're going to discuss that more next how awful it is and how vigilant you have to be as a parent to stop it. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.